in a world that's moving at a fast pace and the use of social media on the rise with billions of content to consume it's almost impossible to keep up with what we value the most in life Hi guys, my name is Olivia Tutu, the host of Unscripted with Lead, a podcast that will change your life. I'm talking about raw, relevant, yet relatable conversations with go-getters, trendsetters, and inspirational figures. Join Lead every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central African time on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor FM, and YouTube. Unscripted with Lead. Right. Hi guys. This is Unscripted with Liv season 4. That's amazing <laughs> just by the way. I was not this focused when I was your age. I was not bothered. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, my name is Amina Kaunda. I am a news anchor and TV host and also the new host of Tuwange Lifestyle. So nice. Quite interesting journey that we're on right now, especially mm-hmm. because I remember Liv you'd mentioned that I had quit TV yeah. and radio. I had mm-hmm. quit media and I was done. But I actually had an idea that you're going to be back. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> in my mind I was like, what are you going to do next? Yeah. Um, that was the biggest question that I had. I I was ready to go back to corporate. So my degree is in media studies which covers a wide range of things mm-hmm. and I had a minor in psychology. So I really had a toss up between going back to school mm-hmm. uh to go and do my honors in psych or going into media and PR which is what I already knew how to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was the plan. Well, wow. and then all of a sudden I'm called for an audition and they're like, "Oh, by the way, you got the part." And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looked up at the sky uh, and I was like, "All right, I see you. Yeah, I see you." God I is working. You. Yeah. I just I feel you are cut out for TV. Thank you. And so if you're not there then who else is? Honestly, <laughs> I feel like you have a personality that draws people closer. Thank you. It's a little bit of both. The first time I saw you on Instagram, I didn't think you were Zambian. And not to oh, say really? that Zambians are not like yeah. good and stuff yeah. like that, but there's just this personality you have mm. that's so rare among Zambians and I feel like yours is an international brand. Thank you. And so when you said I am done with TV, it's like Okay. Yeah. Are we just going to put away this image, this yeah. brand to waste and just do corporate stuff? I think corporate is boring. To a degree it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, I want to get back to where mm. you started out mm. because where you are at now, it sort of feels like it happened overnight, yeah. but I feel like there's a lot of work that went through. Yeah. And did you ever see yourself in media to start with? Uh, not to this level, no. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so how I started out was and it's funny because I started in radio at Millennium Radio mm-hmm. and that was an internship and this was How literally was this was 24 2015 2015 yeah and this was literally an auntie pulling strings for me and she was like okay uh she knew the owner and she was like my niece needs abcdefg yeah. i didn't even take it seriously mm-hmm. i was just like ah oh, whatever you know it's only on the weekend it's easy money right yeah and then there was a situation where they threw me on the news and they were like no we want you to read the news Wow. And I remember thinking y'all are insane. Like <laughs> it's one thing talking right? to an audience as a co-host, but mm-hmm. you want me to read the news? Yeah. And so they t- put me on and um I read it and funny enough the owner was listening and she liked me and she says no 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 every time she comes in on the weekend I would like her to read. Wow. So I started reading from there but then I noticed that I had like a na 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 
type thing at the end of my news reading. Yeah. And that was changed when I got to Power FM. Because mm-hmm. then I met somebody who actually told me, they're like, you're singing when you read the news. <laughs> so I have a deep voice, but then I'm singing when I'm reading. Uh-huh. So she was like, I need you to find full stops, periods at the end of your sentences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So I kind of learned a lot from that. And then I, at Power as well, I've always said that Power FM is my point where things really took a shift mm-hmm. um, because I met a number of people who actually helped me grow in terms of identifying my talent mm-hmm. one it was the boss who was kind of like have you ever considered radio and I was like yeah you know I tried it but it wasn't yeah. really my thing because mm-hmm. I was hired as a social media manager yeah and it's funny because I think my whole life I've kind of been dodging this life yeah media. and yeah media and being in the spotlight but it's always been finding me mm-hmm. so yeah he was like no I'd like you to consider doing a show on Sundays I mean I liked it so I was like well you know Sundays mm-hmm. but I'm managing the social media that's cool yeah. And then identify somebody else that I met who had worked in radio and TV for over 10 years mm-hmm. was like, okay, you can do this. And I was like, Psh, whatever. I'm like five feet tall. <laughs> Nobody knows me. I yeah, hate makeup. Uh-huh. I hate clothes. I hate makeup too. Yeah. And you know, and he was like, no, 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 I'm telling you. So he kind yeah. of took me under his wing and he was like, if you trust me, I can mm-hmm. help you. Yeah. Was so, that a full-time job? At Power FM, no, 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 no. At Power FM, that was a full-time job. I had left PR, and um, the same thing you were saying. Corporate is boring, Mm -hmm. and I started to question (laughs) a lot of things because I had been working for a PR firm, and I was just like, I don't know if this is what I want. Mm -hmm. Every day, five days a week, I have a set time. I can't even go to the doctor in my free time. You Mm -hmm. know, I have to put in like a leave of absence, and it was driving me nuts. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I don't think I want to do this, and I quit. Yeah, my parents were looking at me like I was insane, Mm -hmm. but. I, I just left and then I ended up at power. But the time you were quitting, did you ever think of your finances? Yes. I feel, like, <laughs> yes. I feel like a lot of times when people say I quit, it sort of mm-hmm. feels like, oh, you probably had a huge chunk of money no, in the bank no. or you probably had somebody who was financing your life. So mm-hmm. quitting was easy. Yeah. When in the actual sense, I think when someone wants to quit, you probably have to look at the whole aspect of yeah. your finances, where mm-hmm. you're going to go next and stuff like that. Yeah. For me, quitting was not an easy decision, Mm -hmm. but I was firstly genuinely unhappy. It was also around the time that I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. uh, clinically. Yeah. And I was just not in a good space. Mm -hmm. So my parents and I had had that discussion, but I was lucky that I was still living at home. Yeah. Oh. By the way, we are at the mall, packed yes. at the car pack, so that's the sound. Yeah. And of course, as we're waiting for the noise to die down, yeah. while you're tuned in to Unscripted with Leave, don't forget to subscribe. That's on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, as well as YouTube. And don't forget to review the podcast. Please, guys, do so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... I was lucky that I was still living at home at the time. So even though I was making my own money, mm-hmm. I didn't have to pay rent. I didn't yeah. have to worry about food. So I did have that safety net. Oh, nice. And I always say this to like friends and even people who are younger than me. I'm like, if you have the safety net of parents, mm-hmm. don't be so eager to leave. Yeah. It might be mentally straining <laughs> yeah, yeah. because it is, mm-hmm. but financially you'll be saving yourself a lot of trouble because if you really think about it, the amount of money that you spend on rent compared to the amount of money that you could be saving if you're still living at home. Yeah. It kind of adds up in the long run. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm still blessed that I have both my parents. I still live at home. Mm-hmm. I'm taking advantage of them for as long as I can. Oh, wow. I... <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. So, yeah, in short, I did have the safety net of my parents. Yeah. yeah. I honestly do know you stay with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> it somewhat feels like you stay on your own because you're like your own boss like i get to do what i want to do when i want to do it and it's like so cool and it's like oh my god 
she's definitely gold yeah but um looking at your work and where you've come from mm -hmm. it's more like it wasn't something that you wanted to do in initially yeah. but it just found you yeah how are you navigating your way around it um the fact that it keeps finding me yeah <laughs> uh i've kind of realized that when you're supposed to be doing something mm -hmm. that's kind of you you can't fight it right because yeah. mm -hmm. people would tell me that oh you should work in tv you mm -hmm. should do radio you should do this and i always used to laugh them off because in high school i wasn't that child i was actually very shy mm -hmm. i hated talking i hated being pointed out for speeches in classes i i didn't like attention i still to a degree don't like attention yeah um so how I'm navigating this is trying to really just be a little bit more outspoken with myself. Mm -hmm. um, it's also a lot of self-acceptance because I used to think that if I showed people my personality or if I spoke mm -hmm. that I'm going to say something wrong yeah. or, you know, I'm going to offend someone mm -hmm. or because I can also be very blunt and I've, I've Extreme. learned this. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely yeah. blunt, by I've, the I've way. Learned, yeah, I've learned uh -huh. it through years of interacting just with people, not in the spotlight, but just, yeah, with, just people. with people. I would say something and someone goes, oh, how can you say that? I'm thinking, wait, that's shocking. Why is that shocking? Mm -hmm. But I've yeah. had to learn that that's also my key tool is mm -hmm. that I will poke the narrative yeah. and then people will kind of turn around and go, oh, that's an interesting way of looking mm -hmm. at things. So yeah. I think that's where my unique quality has come in and I've had to use that to my advantage. Mm, nice. Yeah. One of the things that I've noticed is how a lot of people that are either into content creation mm. or just media in general have a lot of anxiety yeah. issues and I've had to do with mine yeah. and sometimes it just feels like it's overwhelming but mm. again when you are passionate about something it always finds a way of getting back to you. Yeah. How have you dealt with your anxiety? Um... It's a lot. So I am in therapy. Mm -hmm. um, this is something that I speak openly about because yeah. my therapist is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, she lets me curse. She lets me be angry. <laughs> she lets me vent. And she yeah. lets me just, you know, be who I really need to be in mm -hmm. the savage version of myself so that we can find a way for the, I call it the diplomatic version of myself to conduct her life as a human being. So um that has definitely helped in terms of like her being able to identify what my triggers are mm -hmm. and also you have to be very self-aware as somebody who does live with anxiety because mm -hmm. you need to be able to acknowledge okay this particular incident is going to trigger a b c d e f g mm -hmm. if i do it this way this is how i can navigate this situation if i do it this way this is how i can navigate this situation mm -hmm. if i just don't go at all these are the consequences because yeah. sometimes anxiety will push you into a situation where you don't want to be with people mm -hmm. or you'll avoid certain opportunities because you're so anxious about them yeah i've had to learn how to just put myself in an uncomfortable position wow. and deal with whatever comes after that tuwange is one of those things it's mm -hmm. scary you yeah. know yeah yes yo <laughs> like these are like it's, it's a it's it's a, a um a show that has had five six what how many uh four four seasons We're four going seasons five, yeah. you are now doing season five yeah. it's an already established space exactly. and it's have exactly. it has massive views yeah. and yo it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> that's why i said that's one of those things yo, uh, the anxiety that i'm dealing with right now uh -huh. i'm not sure if the episode will air um before see the the first episode airs but mm -hmm. the anxiety that i've been dealing with leading up to this has been immense mm -hmm. i've lost sleep for a, maybe a good week and a half oh, you're good at what you do i am oh my but you God. see it's, it's the it's the fear of how people are going to receive me yeah because my whole life i've been getting that <gasps> reaction from things that i say yeah but 
you know, it's also things that need to be said, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You yeah. know, we need to start conversations about uh, religion in this country. We mm-hmm. need to start conversations about um, contraceptives as well. Because yeah. my stance is, I'm the complete opposite of the person that was in that seat. Mm-hmm. And it's not intentional. True. Like, <laughs> if, if, you, if anyone has been following me yeah, for that long. And, and now that I'm know. looking at it, like, yeah. you and her, like, totally yeah, different and people. And complete respect to her. And I love mm-hmm, her to mm-hmm. bits. She's amazing. Yeah. And just in the way she presents herself, mm-hmm. I, I actually admire her. Yeah. But I'm also not there to quote unquote replace her. Mm-hmm. I'm there to be myself mm. on a platform that. Yeah has been given to me mm-hmm. that I'm greatly appreciative yeah. of, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm the complete opposite. I'm agnostic. Mm-hmm. What that means is that I don't believe in religion, but I do believe that there is a God. Mm-hmm. So my stance is God is real. Religion is man-made. Yeah. And if you talk to me about Jesus or whatever, you've lost me. But talk to me about spirituality and God and whatever that whatever else there is, mm-hmm. we can relate because... Yeah. In my own personal experiences, I can't actually say that there is no God. Mm-hmm. I've literally my whole life and how where I am now. It, it <laughs> I feel like there is a yeah. higher power that is at work here. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to organized religion, I do struggle. Mm-hmm. So my stance and my beliefs are very different, and yeah. that's coming from research points, and that's just me, mm-hmm. you know. And then yeah. when it comes to marriage, for instance, I don't advocate for early marriage. I don't advocate for marriage in general. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, okay. Yeah, because I feel like there's an institution behind it that is lost and people need to go into it with their eyes wide open. Is that to say you don't want to get married? It's to say that I'm not in a rush. And if I never did, I don't think I'd be sad about it. I'm in a relationship. We've been together almost five years now. So, (laughs) Okay, so what would happen if he popped the question? I mean, I'd say yes, but... Also, the person that I'm with is not that way inclined. Either. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so we, we have similar both values. On the same page. Yeah, we have similar values mm-hmm. in that we are more than happy to live yeah. together until we die. Mm-hmm. We, we want to be like the rocking chair grandparents, you know, but mm-hmm. we're not so keen on the signing of the paper. Because yeah. he's afraid that I will change. I'm afraid that he will change wow. once that label of husband and wife, wife is thrown on. And I've heard situations like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we think about those things. But also, I don't think that late or early marriage is a smart idea because mm-hmm. I feel like you're still getting to know yourself. Yeah. I've had conversations with young girls who are like maybe in their 20s and they're like, oh, no, we're going to get married. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> I, do you I, know I, him? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. do you know mm-hmm. yourself? Yeah, that's, you know? that's, those are very good questions. I think I was excited about marriage like, yeah. when I was a teen. But yes, now yeah. it's like, Yo, wait, I know. <laughs> exactly. Like, hold on, like, I believe in yeah. marriage, I love family and mm-hmm. all that, but right about now, yeah. I think there's a whole lot of self actualization that I yes. need to yeah. have before I can actually settle with someone exactly. and say, you know what, I'm comfortable. Exactly. Like you said, people change, yeah. and once the label is there, there's, there's a lot of expectations. Because exactly. oh. I've heard people say, it's like, whatever you've been dealing with in your relationship, mm-hmm. once you're married, yeah. amplify it by 10. So <laughs> I I don't know if I'm ready for that amplification ever cuz yeah. I'm happy to just have that relationship cuz yeah. I mean also I think it's helped by the fact that we don't live together yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's one thing that's keeping us alive and happy together. Mm-hmm. It will obviously be a very different dynamic once we're living together. For yeah. instance, the small fights we have now, I don't dry myself in the shower, I dry myself outside of the shower. It drives him crazy. Oh. 
he leaves the cap on the toothpaste off. That drives me crazy. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I think once we're living together, mm-hmm. it might be a little bit different. But mm-hmm. as of right now, we're cool. Yeah. yeah. So getting back to Tuvange. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that my mentor always says is, because what happened was he was... So he came in as a pastor mm-hmm. and then we had a youth pastor at church. So yeah. and then the youth pastor was transferred to another church and mm-hmm. then he had to fill in mm-hmm. one replace him. Yeah. yeah. So when people like the elders and stuff like that, like the big big people in church yeah. were like, How are you going to match up the energy or match up the spirituality? Mm-hmm. He told them to say, I'm not here to fit into someone else's shoes because exactly. I have my own shoes. Yeah. And so half the time when you sort of take over where somebody le- where somebody else left off mm. people expect you to be yeah, a certain way yeah. or to sort of match up whatever energy mm. or whatever uh deliveries they had when in the actual sense you are your own person your own brand mm. and you're different and yeah. so i love the fact that you are comfortable with where you are at and yeah. knowing to say i mean and yeah. honestly i know that your brand is definitely gonna sell because <laughs> You, you're the thing, honestly. I, like, I'm so terrified. You don't even understand. Yeah. Like, because this will be, it, it's a huge platform. It is. And I don't, uh-huh. I, that's why when people are like, um, when you read through the comments it almost seems like people are just saying oh shut down the show don't do don't watch the show yeah the funny thing is the same people that are talking smack about the show are the same people that actually watch exactly so (laughs) i think that's what we do as zambia honestly so it's it's amusing to read some of the comments but then i think i'm i'm more worried because i have seen how we behave as a country Mm -hmm. when you know we, when we want to drag someone, we drag someone. Yo. And I'm so terrified of how people are going to be receiving me. But then it's the same thing that my partner has said it, friends have said it, you are here. And you've said it, mm-hmm. you are here to represent you. Mm-hmm. If people don't like you, then you move on to the next thing. True. But don't ever change. Mm-hmm. And that's been my stance is don't ever change because I got here off of being me. You. Mm-hmm. I got here off of being who I am. And it's so funny how you're always doing the news anchoring and stuff yeah. and when somebody sees you offset it's like you're a whole completely different person guys let me give you a description of how she looks like just in case you're wondering so she has piercings literally yeah. everywhere mm-hmm. and she isn't afraid of showing off skin no no and she is very opinionated and yeah. she speaks her mind as blunt as she can and you get to do news anchoring mm-hmm. i feel like that's like one of the biggest jobs of a, a journalist a tv host and yeah. stuff like that because it's not everybody who gets mm-hmm. to do that and so the fact that you've come all this way being yourself and yeah. apologetic i feel like you've got this thank you news, and, yeah mm-hmm. news anchoring has been amazing i love it and that's one of the reasons why do you after still do I it left, yes i do after oh. i left spring tv i've moved to diamond mm-hmm. and I don't know. There's a there's a rush that you get. Like, mm-hmm. you know, once all the stories are in, everything's organized. Sometimes yeah. there's a breaking story that has to come in and you're like, oh, I haven't read this yet. What is going on? Mm-hmm. There's a certain rush that comes with being able to read the news and deliver that information. Yeah. And then, you know, because it's live streamed, I've learned to get... It, it sounds so weird, but I've learned to get high off the fact that people are watching. Mm. It's so... It's weirdly addictive. Okay. Because in the beginning, and this is why it's funny when I tell people that I used to be shy and I have anxiety, they're just like, Psh, come really? on. <laughs> but it's, it's... Yeah, it's weirdly addictive to get onto that set and then have to suddenly deliver because mm-hmm. your personality does have to switch. Mm. I can't be Amina when I'm reading the news. I have yeah. to be Amina Kaunda. Mm-hmm. You know, there's... Mm-hmm. 
there's a there's a certain pr- personality and position that I'm mm. giving because mm-hmm. I'm here to deliver information. Yeah. I'm not here to have a discussion or play around yeah. or to give my opinion. As mm-hmm. the journalist, I'm supposed to be objective. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be subjective. subjective. Yeah. yeah. And of course, while you're tuned into Unscripted with Leave, make sure you're sipping on some good cup of coffee, tea, water, juice, or whatever beverage best suits your needs. And don't forget to share this podcast with two of your favorite people. Now, getting back to the mm-hmm. switch up, that's yeah. something that I always struggle with. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the first conversations I had with you when I met you at Heroes. I think that was like last year. Yeah. Um, I asked you about how you were able to be you, but then when you're on set, you're like a whole completely different, different person. person yeah. How does that work? How do you find that inner brand that mm-hmm. you let out when you're on set? Um, research. But it's also something where I go back to, I pride myself on my professionalism. Mm. So sometimes it works for me and sometimes it doesn't because when I'm being a professional, I'm able to sit there. You have to have your posture, right? You have to sit up straight, chest out, shoulders back and be able to be confident in what you're saying. And Mm -hmm. that's where I go back to research. As long as you understand what you're delivering Mm -hmm. and be cautious of how and where you say things. Mm Because as I said, you're supposed to be objective, not subjective. Yeah. So even if you're going to deliver a point on a certain stance, like mm-hmm. in a, especially in an interview, if you're going to gun for the meat of a conversation, yeah. always know that you have to balance it with something else because mm-hmm. you don't, what happens if the meat sounds like you're being biased? Mm. So yeah, but it's something that you learn over time in the switch up because you can't just sit there and go and be yourself. You really can't. That's where I think the balance of Tuvange comes in. So I'm a, that's why I wanted to keep both is because I get to be the journalist, which is my profession. But mm-hmm. then I get to be myself and I get to express both sides. And I'm lucky enough that our industry in this country allows one to do that. Because in some countries, I don't think you can. Mm. I'm, I, I could be wrong. I, I, I wait to be proven wrong. But I don't. in some countries, when you're in the media industry... You're either in this pigeonhole or you're in that pigeonhole. Mm, yeah. In Zambia, you get to navigate both sides, mm-hmm. which I've been very fortunate to do. Nice. Yeah. And what advice would you give someone who's just starting out, either in the media as a TV host, radio host, or a mm-hmm. news anchor, and they want to take their career to another level? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think authenticity. And mm. it sounds so cheesy, but <laughs> it really is the truth. Yeah. Um... You know, I hear a lot of young women, young, not young men per se, but young women who will come onto a platform and because they'll, they've heard how somebody else sounds, yeah. they'll try and sound like somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I, I know somebody who works in radio, very, she's, a, she's an established um, radio personality, but she says that she stopped listening to local radio because she realized that she was picking up certain habits mm-hmm. from the people she was listening to yeah. and then putting that onto her platform. And she mm-hmm. was like, whoa, this is actually a bad idea. <laughs> uh-huh. I need to start listening to either regional or international because then it also not only puts me on an international standard, yeah. but it helps me to curate my brand so that I sound different. Mm-hmm. So authenticity is a big one. I strongly urge people not to copy especially names <laughs> i see a lot of us tend to copy names of other yeah. people or we'll just give a certain a different adaptation of somebody's name mm-hmm. be yourself if you are outspoken be outspoken if you are shy be shy but be learn- shy yeah like <laughs> how I think- can you be on radio and you're shy oh my god you know what the key is mm-hmm. tell people that you're shy but then yeah. you know other um so i've heard a couple of public speaker coaches mm-hmm. 
who say um, when you're nervous or when you're shy, you don't yeah. have to say it because your audience, da 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 da, you know yeah. stuff like that. But then at the end of the day, I feel like when you openly speak about mm-hmm. it, it sort of gives you some calmness and it sort does. of eases you into yeah. the role that you're supposed to play. But yeah. half the time, it's like, don't say you're shy, don't say da da da. It's mm-hmm. like you know you have to put on this facade of mm-hmm. i've got this and i'm gonna do this we were taught that in school as well because we used to do public speaking in mm-hmm. school and that was like forced and i hated it but <laughs> it yeah. was one of those things that we were also taught mm-hmm. and i've learned going through this time in my it, through my time in the industry that mm-hmm. it breaks the ice yeah. for you to just kind of throw it out there and just be like listen i'm really nervous mm. just bear with me yeah but as long as you don't let it overpower and overshadow what you're trying to do then you'll be fine because then the person is kind of oh maybe you don't know maybe they're nervous mm. and then they kind of like oh no don't worry you know i'm nervous too or you know people kind of see you as human it humanizes you a little mm-hmm, bit so mm-hmm, if you just break the ice and then you're able to move forward yeah I find that there's a lot more respect in that as opposed to coming in thinking you know everything yeah. and then you making several mistakes because you have let that overpower mm-hmm. your talent. Yeah. So if you're shy, be shy. If you're outspoken, be outspoken. Whichever way you feel best represents yourself. Just be you. Be you. Authenticity, Authenticity is key. Yes. Um, so one of the things you've constantly mentioned in this conversation is how you were shy mm. and you didn't do a lot of public speaking yeah. you hated it and stuff like that what do you think you did when you were young that sort of propelled you to who you are today maybe it was subconsciously or mm. you were aware of it that's a good question um i don't know the funny thing is there's <laughs> there's nothing that i've done specifically mm-hmm. it's what other people have, have done. done yeah mm-hmm. um my teachers used to hear me speak like because i was the quiet kid i never spoke mm. Didn't ever put up my hand to answer questions. Wasn't interested. I wasn't even that academic. I wasn't that great of a student. But <laughs> okay. Um, I had teachers who would pick on me mm. specifically because I wouldn't talk. And I hated them with a passion. Mr. Nakuda, Mr. Rogers, I hated them <laughs> with a passion. Yeah. But when I would speak because of the way that my voice comes out, mm-hmm. they were like, hang on you know but you actually have a very big voice for such a tiny person Mm. and they would pick me to speak or present speeches but i still would stumble i still would get nervous i still would like you know do all these little things but because they identified that them constantly putting me in the spotlight made me realize like okay so i have to beat you at your own game (laughs) i have to be the first person to say something before you pick on me (laughs) so i was like okay cool yeah uh-huh. Match, you know, challenge accepted. So every time there was a question, Amina puts up her hand. Mm-hmm. Every time there's a speech, Amina puts up her hand. Yeah. Every time there's a situation where I have to be who they want me to be, I would mm. stand up. But yeah. funny enough, I didn't realize they were building up my confidence through doing that. Nice. So I think, yeah, I hated you guys, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Look <laughs> thank at you, you now. It yeah. finally paid off. Yeah. It, it did. Now, um, you didn't do anything you did nothing at all and i think it's god and yeah. it's a good thing that you believe in god at yeah, least no, I, I, <laughs> I think I, it's I wholly god um who put people together to just sort of push you to yeah. who he actually wanted you to be um since you didn't do anything when you were growing up that you feel has brought you where you are at mm. now what are some of the things or habits that you've picked up that you think have contributed to where you are at um, self-awareness mm-hmm. and self-discipline. Yeah. Those are the two that I can definitely identify. Self-awareness being knowing my limits. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just having a conversation with someone the other day where 
we were talking about being able to relate to like everyone so you relate to corporate you relate to the masses you relate to this you relate to that mm. i've had to accept that my limitations in not being able to speak the local language mm. it's not a limitation on my career but it's a limitation on my ability to extend my brand mm -hmm. but also do i want to extend it those are the questions where i've had to kind of really think about those things so being self-aware in that I know that I will never be able to go and host a Chanda Nakei concert, for instance. Like, <laughs> that's just, it's, yeah. it's not, mm -hmm. it's not my brand. Mm -hmm. And I know that it would be very awkward for someone to say, this is what you're going to do because no. it wouldn't fit, mm -hmm. you know, but I can go and host a media cocktail. I can go and host, you know, something to do in a little bit more of a corporate space because that's also where I feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm not a hype man, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and... I admire people who can do that. Madad is a good friend of mine and I watch him with so mm, much awe so much because yeah. I'm like, I don't know how you do this. And he's very quick-witted and mm -hmm. very funny and very easy with the crowd. Yeah. And I'm like, that takes a special talent. Mm -hmm. I've had to be self-aware and learning that I'm not that person. Mm. So I know my limits. And then being self-disciplined is, this is where I also keep in mind that small steps still mean something. Yeah. All of the steps I've been making in my media career that even eventually led, led me to wanting to quit, mm -hmm. I didn't realize were laying a foundation for where I am now. Yeah. I was making all these little moves and thinking, oh, this is useless. You yeah. know? Mm -hmm. I go and host this little thing, oh, this is useless. Mm. I have Shoma Josie. I've got an interview with Shoma Josie, but after mm. I walked away, I was like, that was only five minutes. Nobody's going to see it. Oh, this is useless. Yeah. But that's all built up to this mm. i have mm -hmm. that slot on honey africa where i did the 10 that was like two minutes of my life every other week and mm -hmm. i'm thinking ah you know nothing. it's nothing mm -hmm. meanwhile that's also building up, building up to mm -hmm. where i am now yeah. so it's the discipline after that quitting phase that i was in i and i was given this opportunity now mm -hmm. i've been able to look back and say okay so it doesn't matter how small the step it is that you're making mm -hmm. it's going to lead to something nice. so keep going keep, keep moving going. because this pause or this bad phase that you're in is not going to last forever nice. so just keep pushing mm -hmm. yeah now um we've come to the end of the episode but yeah. before i let you go what should we expect from amina the brand because <laughs> i can tell I, you everything i want you to expect but. i feel like you're going big like yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger which is really beautiful and i honestly love to see it like thank i said you. at the beginning i love thank your brand you. i love your personality i love you as a person thank it's like you. you are unapologetically you and that's all i want thank you mm -hmm. yeah i hope that i can continue on that trajectory i want to do more emceeing mm -hmm. i want to do more tv mm -hmm. i want to do more because at some point you know and this is it's it's con it's a constant thought in the back of my head you can't have a slot forever there yeah. will always be a new amina coming mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. and that new amina i want to be able to say go forth dude like i've done my deed i've done mm -hmm. what i needed to yeah, do it's, it's now your, your time. time to shine <laughs> i want to be able and this is where I, I go back to my lenience on god and the higher power that i believe in mm -hmm. is that give me the strength to be able to do that because yeah. i've seen some people who hold on hold and on they forever. really they're just like no i'm not leaving <laughs> uh -huh. we're gonna stick it through i yeah. want the humility because i i I pride myself on that. I, mm -hmm. Somebody else said it the other day. They're like, oh, you're very personable. I'm like, thank you for saying mm -hmm. that because a lot of people seem to think that I'm not. Yeah. But she was. I, I pride myself on my humility. So I'm hoping that I will still have that, mm -hmm. you know, as I hope my brand grows yeah. and I hope I, I take on more things and I mm -hmm. hope that I become 
more of a powerhouse than I than what I think I am now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to sound conceited, but yeah, I I want that humility to be able to make what I need to make out of my situation and my talents. Yeah, but then bow out when I'm when I'm done when it's time. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. nice, nice. Is there anything else you'd like to say before I let you go? Uh, just make sure that you tune in. I know that everybody's, you know, saying some stuff in the comments, but yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's going to be a great season mm-hmm. and I think that we have a lot to bring to the table. There's a very different dynamic this year. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to watch how we are received. Yeah. Um, and also just honestly, dude, we're all in a weird phase in our lives right now. Everybody. <laughs> We've just exited an old regime. We're yeah, in a new one. Uh-huh, Everybody's uh-huh. struggling. But yeah. I like the fact that our country is now waking up to certain ideals. And which certain, is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've noticed that a lot of us are into financial education, which is brilliant. Nice. Yes. So, guys, let's just keep going. Like I said, there's no bad time that lasts forever. It will get worse before it gets better. Nice. So, deal with it, the worst. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. It always gets worse before it gets better. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank Thank you you. for listening up until the end. This has been Unscripted with Leave with your one and only Olivia Tutu. Don't forget to share this podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave me comments. I'm going to say what I always say. I don't want to be known for what I'm against. I want to be known for what I'm for. And I'm for people regardless of who you are. I love you, but God loves you more. See you next week. Sometime, simplest. Bye. Are you a startup or established business and you wish to reach out to an audience that will buy into your product or service? Great news! You can now advertise with Anscripted with Leave at affordable rates. What are you waiting for? Take your business to greater heights. Unscripted with Leave.